Today, answers matter more than ever before. That's why IBM is helping businesses manage customer questions with Watson Assistant. It's conversational AI designed to work for any industry. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash Watson Assistant. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. What a week it has been. Um, and what a day it was yesterday. Uh, like I said, I, I, I was on yesterday and it was, it was the first show that, uh, that I've hosted and it's the first weekend, uh, that we didn't have any NFL. So, um, not gonna lie, it, it really, more than anything, it, uh, it sunk in this weekend and it's definitely sinking in today that there's no NFL. Um, life changes for a lot of us, doesn't it? I mean, let's be honest. Um, I don't know about you, but I, I pretty much I, I, my entire Sundays um, during the NFL season uh, really revolve around the NFL and, and, and watching all those games. So what do we do now? Well, lucky for us, there is the XFL. And <laughs> we had two games yesterday. And I will say this. And I've, I've been covering football for quite a while. In fact, um, I was uh, I, I did sideline reporting um at one point in time um years ago if you recall on versus for uh for XFL y- years ago and i i did not know what to expect yesterday at all had no expectation but i will tell you this i did watch the two o'clock game started here when uh when i was uh when i was i was on i was on until three o'clock so i watched the first hour here while i was hosting the show then I made my way home and I watched both games yesterday. And I will tell you this. I was surprisingly entertained. And I don't know if it's because I had money writing on the game or if it was just a better than expected product. And I'm, I, I'm really, really, really curious. 800-919-3776. I, I see we're, we're already getting callers and I would love to hear from you. And another thing is that I, um, I also, I, I fought when, whenever I'm watching sports, I, I like that we call it, right? The, the second screen, right? When I'm following sports, I like to go on Twitter, Instagram, whatever the case may be, Facebook. And what are, what are people saying, if anything, about maybe what they're watching, the same thing that, I'm watching like for for example tonight when watching the Oscars um I will be on the second I will be on Twitter to see what are people saying about who's winning awards and what they're wearing and all that stuff okay just makes the viewing experience a little bit more entertaining and to my surprise I found that social media and Twitter was enjoying the XFL as well so and and Let's be honest. There's been a lot of these leagues that have failed because the talent's just not good. The game's not that good. You don't have the name recognition. The Patrick Mahomes aren't playing for the XFL, right? Like the Ezekiel Elliott's aren't playing for the XFL. But you do have a number of players that have played in the NFL that for one reason or another did not find success and did not find a team that they could even at least be on the practice squad or maybe maybe they don't want to be on the practice maybe maybe that's a decision for them maybe it's like okay NFL practice squad or get to play football for the XFL 
if if that's you know I, I don't I don't know what the pay scale is I don't know what the, the differential in, in regard to the pay is but nonetheless there's a lot of reasons why these leagues don't succeed and I'm getting the feeling and I know it was just it's just been one day but I'm getting the feeling that the XFL is going to have success a I think they play at the perfect time right because as I said, this is our first weekend without NFL football. This is the weekend following the Super Bowl. So what do we do? Granted, yes, there's NBA, there's college hoops, getting ready for March Madness. Um, pitchers and catchers report soon, get all that. But A, I think they picked the most perfect time to launch this league and, and play their first games. Because we're all jonesing. Maybe maybe that's it. Are we all just jonesing for some football right now? No matter what it is. But like I said, I, I watched I watched the beginning of the DC Defenders and the Seattle Dragons here in studio. Um, had to make my way home. Was able to watch the second half of that game at home. And then watch the LA Houston game. And I was pleasantly surprised. And when I went on social media, I was borderline shocked that the the feel and, – and of course, as we know, Twitter, social media is, is typically more times than not negative. But I was borderline shocked with the response, the positivity. Even NFL players had good things to say. Now, of course, not everybody had good things to say. But if, if you just – if you love the sport of football and there's no longer the NFL and this is a league, the XFL, that can at least deliver in some way, shape or form, are you going to embrace it? 800-919-3776. I'm curious. I would love to hear from folks if you watched yesterday what your thoughts were in regards to the league, what your thoughts are in regards to the new rules did you expect it to be more exciting? Did you expect it to be higher scoring? I mean, the DC Defenders beat the Seattle Dragons 31 to 19. And just to kind of give you an idea, and I, I will toot my horn, went 4 0 yesterday with my picks. I told you to take the DC team minus eight, and I liked the over. Of course, that came in. And I told you to take the Houston team minus five and a half, and the over. And that came in. Again, D.C. 31, Seattle 19, Houston 37, L.A. 17. And I said the biggest, the biggest, especially right now, because this league is so new, the biggest thing you want to you pay attention to is the, the head coach quarterback tandem. That is going to be so crucial. And sure enough, that's what played out. The quarterback for the Seattle Dragons, <clears throat> Uh, Silvers had two interceptions, and then, of course, the team fumbled. And I want to say two of those three turnovers resulted in points for the D.C. defenders. Cardell Jones, the quarterback for D.C., two touchdowns. Eli Rogers, the wide receiver for D.C., had a cup of coffee with the Pittsburgh Steelers, if you recall. He's their third wide receiver. He was 6-for-6 six six for 73 yards. Ross scored a touchdown. Lee scored a touchdown. I even made some money in DFS. Shared with you a DFS lineup. Hopefully you played it. For Houston, again, quarterback's an issue. 
Josh Johnson is supposed to be the quarterback for L.A. Unfortunately, he's dealing with um, an injury issue. So what happened? McClendon started and then Kenoff came in. Both those quarterbacks combined for two interceptions. L.A. fumbled the ball as well. Meanwhile, P.J. Walker, quarterback for the Houston team, tossed four touchdowns. So, you know, in in handicapping these two games, um, again, a lot comes down to the quarterback and head coach tandem in in, in the XFL. We've got two more games today. In fact, one here at MetLife Stadium, the New York Guardians and Kevin Gilbride taking his squad to take on the Tampa Bay Vipers that, by the way, a lot of people think are going to win the league. They're going to win the championship. That game is at 2 o'clock. Maybe you're heading out. Hopefully you are. Kevin Gilbride and the Guardians need some support, which, by the way, you can listen to that game on our sister station, 1050 ESPN Radio, 1050 AM. And that's at 2 o'clock this afternoon. And then later on at 5 o'clock, you've got the St. Louis Battlehawks going up against the uh, Dallas Renegades. So I will handicap and I will break to break those games down for you as well on this show. So if you do want to spend some coin, you can. Um, but so so here's a few things as we go to break, and I want you to marinate in this. And by the way, we have Nikki and Ty who are producing the show on the opposite side of the glass. I don't think either of you tuned in to these games yesterday, right? Right? No, in- Nikki, no interest at all. No, could care less. Not really. I, I think there's other things that I'm drawn to at the moment. Like, for example, just give me, give me, give me one thing that you're more drawn to over the XFL yesterday that, that you were like, oh, I don't have time to watch the XFL because I am watching this. I was actually in the park enjoying some sunshine with some friends, just wanting a nice break. Well, that's not, that's, but di- that's not what I'm, that's I'm different. still not, like, that's just why I didn't watch it yesterday, that's, <laughs> particularly. That's, that's special. Yes, I get that. I'm saying, is there, is there another sport out there right now that is drawing more attention from you than the XFL would have yesterday? I'm interested in basketball right now. College or, or pro? Pro. Okay. Gotcha. Ty, any reason why you didn't watch yesterday? Zero interest. Zero. Yeah. Are you surprised with the positivity that's out there right now surrounding the first two games? We haven't even had the second two games. Those are today. No, it's the honeymoon phase. I mean, yeah. Not the story of the XFL can't be told after the first after the first day. Right. So, I mean, let's see it play out. I'm root, I'm rooting for the league to do well. So, let me ask you this: because of the positive, because of the positive response from day one, are you a little bit, are I, are both of you a little bit more intrigued to watch today because day one went so well? Not even a little bit, Nikki. I might turn it on when I leave here just to just to check it out, but. If it doesn't grasp me like right from the beginning, it might be something that I I casually check out. Right. So I'm in the know, but I'm I'm not particularly drawn to it. Interesting. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. I know a few of you want to chime in. I, here here's my thing because this is this is why I want to hear from from our listeners. You know, I had money on these games. It's different when you've got. I mean, Ty, listen, right? Like you, I know you don't gamble much. But you were, you felt really good about the Green Bay Packers in the postseason, right? You put money on the Green Bay Packers. So by doing that, weren't you a little bit more invested? Weren't, wasn't watching a little bit more fun for you? A little bit more, you were, you were like a little bit more into it? Yeah, it gives a reason for the, you know, 
casual viewers to, to watch. Exactly. Like if you're not a, a hardcore fan or a diehard, it gives you more of an intrigue. Exactly. And and one and a big thing about the XFL is they are embracing gambling. They are embracing it. If you if you watched yesterday, uh, but because they have to, the low- they know in order to like generate that interest, you have to embrace the the gambling aspect. Yep, the lower third, which we call it's a term we use in the business. It's graphics. Um, had on the graphics, they had the uh, the spread, um, the over under. They had that all, you know, and 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 it was something that was that was discussed a lot heading into these games. And I feel that I've got some solid picks for you today as well. So I just, I just, I just don't know if I didn't have money riding on the game or if I wasn't handicapping the game for daily wager where people are watching and putting their money down on what I'm predicting, which is a lot of pressure for me. I take it very seriously. Um, I don't know if I would have been as invested. So I, I'm, I'm curious. I, 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 I want to, I want to get a lay of the land. I'd like to hear from people who watched yesterday. Maybe you had money on it. Maybe you didn't. 800-919-3776. Anita Marks with you. We'll get to your calls. Walter, Nathan, Gary, I see you. Hang tight. Um, and uh, a lot to get to today. The Oscars are tonight, by the way. So <laughs> I know I sound like a degenerate, and I am. But here's the thing. Just like sports, watching anything with entertainment, you got money on it, you could gamble on the Oscars. You could gamble on, you know, who's going to win best picture, who's going to win best actor, best actress. And there are, there are some, some really great opportunities out there in regard to, uh, um, some, uh, long shots that I will share with you on the show today. So, and, and we just, we just realized before we, we went on that it's Valentine's Day on Friday. And so we need to find out what Ty has teed up. This is, this is Ty's first Valentine's Day as a married man. So pressure's on, Ty. Pressure's on. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. The 1917 was what we call a late arrival to the scene. It didn't release until later on in the season. The picture itself is really quite the showpiece, to be perfectly honest, as far as how it was shot, the manner in which it was shot. There are very long takes. So as far as a film and creation of a film and a piece of art, 1917 is really taking people. They're, they're quite excited about it. So that was something that I think going into, say, the, the festival season, no one really saw coming. So 1917 is absolutely taking all of the momentum when it comes to award season ever since its Globe win in early January. The interesting thing about that as a film is it's not nominated for any acting categories, which is quite unique. So you have Best Picture, you have Director, and then you have a lot of technical nominations but it absolutely has the momentum that is uh, casey howe a good friend of mine she works for the film and television industry she what she does is she assists studios networks and uh, digital platforms campaigning for the golden glows emmys and of course the oscars and she was on with me on our gambling show we can wager on friday uh, that airs every friday from uh, 10 p.m to midnight and uh, with her Oscar picks. So considering that the Oscars are later on this evening and you could wager on them, uh, we're going to play clips throughout the show coming back in to uh, our segments with Casey and her picks. Again, she's picking best pitcher to be 1917. That is favored. The juice there is minus 250, minus 200 on DraftKings. The long shot is once upon a time in Hollywood. There, That's at plus 800. And also there is Parasite. At plus 275. But Parasite, not sure if anybody saw it, um, is, uh, is a foreign film and, and there's subtitles. So from what I'm, so from what I'm, I'm understanding and I'm hearing, 
is that chances are 1917 is going to win. Uh, don't be scared of the juice at minus 250, minus 200, and put a little coin on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood at plus 800. That is how I would play, and that's how I'm going to play best pic- best picture tonight for the Oscars. Again, Ty and Nikki working the show on the opposite side of the glass. Now, did you guys see any of the films that are nominated? I mean, we've got 1917. We've got Once Upon a Time. We've got Parasite. We've got The Joker. We uh, Marriage Story. Do you, you see any of these? I've seen The Joker, that's and it. I thought it was a phenomenal movie. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's I it. saw Marriage Story, and that's the only thing I saw because it's on Netflix. <laughs> what do you think of Marriage Story? Um, you know, it's, it's not really my cup of tea. It, um, I don't know. I I can do dramas and stuff. That was just very. <sighs> yeah, it was very. It, it brought you down. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't wasn't. I don't. Jam. I don't think. I just. I don't think. Uh, I don't think uh, Marriage Story wins anything, but throughout the show, we're gonna we're gonna help you win money tonight. That's for sure. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Let's go to Nathan in Jersey. Nathan, you're up. Nathan, you there? Hey, hey, hey thanks for taking the call. I appreciate it. Welcome. Um, so on the NXFL, genuine question for you. You know, I haven't I didn't watch any of the games. Did, from what you saw and what you know, is this the type of league that knows what it is? Almost kind of like a big three. Look, we know who we are. We're not going to take ourselves too seriously. Um, you know, it's kind of, it's almost like watching an uh, uh, all-star weekend type event. You could watch it for 20 minutes, be on your way, um, as opposed to, like, you kind of brought up the gambling aspect, right? Is it going to be, if, if it's another 10 weeks of every Saturday after uh, the day after they play, the ref blew that call and that flag and replay and unsportsmanlike conduct, and, you know, I, I can't put up with another eight, ten weeks of that. You know, no, like you know Nathan, of- Nathan, it's a great question. Like what, like the XFL, what is, what is their identity? I, I, I right. think, I think a big part of their identity, Nathan, is that they are embracing gambling and God bless because, um, you know, yeah. the, sh- the, the, the ship is about to leave the dock. I mean, this, oh. this, this year in sports, um, you know, we just, this is just the tip of the iceberg. More and more states right. are going to start legalizing. Hopefully New York gets on board sometime soon. I feel like, I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm, I, yeah, like, no, I, I'm totally with you. I absolutely. And I think, look, I'm all for the gambling aspect of it, but, you know, that comes with risk too, especially for a new league. You know, it's going to be a lot of controversy, a lot of money right on these games, a lot of pressure on the rest. Maybe it's not as enjoyable to watch. Maybe it's more controversial than anything, which could be detrimental to the league. And, well, um, you know, that's just, and if I could just ask one burning question, that was just to the, the call screener. What does the X stand for in XFL? Uh, that's a great question. And I'm in front of, I like, I'm in front of a computer. So, um, I, I think they said extreme, but shouldn't it be ESL? E. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I was just, I never learned. And I asked my, some people that too, they're like, oh, it stands for extreme. It should be ESL, but I don't know. Just thought I'd bring that Here up. we go. What does XFL mean? Um, it's, I'll, 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 I'll do my, I'll do my due diligence. I will research this for you and I will have an answer for you. But Nathan, it's a great question. Like, what's the identity here? I think the identity here is, um, players that did not make it in the NFL. So now they're like, they're like, they're like tier two players. They're still good football players. They're just not good enough to play in the NFL. So this is, this is a tier down. Different rules to make it more exciting. We all love scoring, right? Like that's why the rules in the NFL have changed and there's more scoring going on. So 
Um, the rules have changed, so there's more scoring, a faster pace game. So I think I shared this yesterday. So the average NFL game, they average anywhere between 120 to 130 snaps a game. The the XFL is expected to average anywhere between 160 to 170 snaps per game. Just FYI. So um, and and again, for me, the biggest thing uh, like gambling and the fact that they are embracing it like the NFL has embraced it. Look, Fox and ESPN, who have NFL games on Sundays, the, the both networks have a gambling show. Fox has lock it in and we have daily wager. And the NFL allows us to use – this This might be interesting for some folks. We're allowed to use video, NFL video on our shows. When, the, when, when Daily Wager first launched, we were not allowed to use any NFL video. In fact, when <laughs> – when we when we auditioned, when uh, a number of us auditioned for Daily Wager, we weren't allowed to say the teams uh, like we'd have to say Dallas. We couldn't say the Cowboys. Um, we couldn't we couldn't use their logos in graphics. Couldn't use their logos. And slowly but surely, the NFL came around and said, okay, well, you know, now things are different. Now we're allowed to use, I want to say, like, we have a time, like, I, I, we're allowed to use, like, 90 seconds per show of NFL footage. So the NFL is, is slowly but surely coming all around. But the XFL is, <laughs> they are all in, baby. They are all in. It's like they get it. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7. ESPN. Anita Marks with you, hour two. This is, uh, is this Love Me from Rocket Man? Is that what this is, Nikki? Uh, that's what's being, uh. Yes, I'm gonna love me again. Yeah, so this is, uh, this is what's favored to win best original song at the Oscars tonight. Love me again from Rocket Man, minus 500. Um. Did you got, did you see Frozen 2? You did? What did you, what do you think about Into the, Into the Unknown? That's plus 1200. I was an incredible song. I was I was really in my feelings with that one. Oh, okay. Um, so that's plus twelve hundred. But love me again. That song we just heard from Rocket Man, which by the way I did see Rocket Man, a phenomenal performance. I mean, he crushed it. He nailed it. So uh, they should win something. So uh, again, minus five hundred. That's a lot of juice, but. That's what's favored. 800-919-3776. Walter, I'm going to get to you in just a second, um, but I just want to share with folks. Again, Nikki and Ty producing the show on the opposite side of the glass, and, and Nikki uh, turned me on to this article. Uh, apparently, in the wake of the Houston Astros um, sign-stealing scandal, say that five times fast, Pete Rose is once again making his case for reinstatement. In a 19-page letter submitted to Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred on Wednesday, Rose and his lawyers argue that Manfred's reluctance to punish active players in a cheating scandal opens the door to reinstating baseball's all-time hits leader. Rose has been banned from the game since 1989 uh, when uh, – and then 
sorry, sorry. I'm just reading this article. Um, so, so anyway, long story short, or short story long, um, Pete Rose is is asking to be reinstated. So let's go to Walter in Yonkers, who's calling in. Walter, did uh, are, are you aware of this this letter? I'm assuming you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I uh, read the whole thing, and you know, I honestly agree with the guy because basically. This guy is probably the greatest ball player hustler. Mm-hmm. Just pure. I mean, I grew up watching this guy. Everything I do is like, I think, I want to be Charlie Hustle. I want to do the best possible thing. And the, the greatest uh, quote I ever heard is, uh, I would go through hell with a, 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 a suit filled with gasoline, you know, just to play baseball. And I love the guy. And, you know, yeah, he messed up. But you know what? The Astros, Astros, they took away people's livelihoods. How many pitches uh, got, they got rid of because they lost that series, you know, during, you know, the, uh, the even, time that they even were cheating. More, more than that, you Darvish. If uh, yes. Keep in mind, you Darvish. Exactly. When we have, and so for folks who don't know, you Darvish um, in that World Series against uh, – the the Houston Astros went up against them exactly, went went exactly. up went up against them twice, and and Walter, thank you for the phone call, appreciate it. And both times that he went up against the Astros, he pitched in Houston, and typically like his ERA throughout the season. I'm just throwing this out here, okay? I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but I want to say Darvish's ERA during the season was like like one 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 five one oh eight. But in those two games that he went up against the Astros in the postseason, it was like 5-11, 5-18. And he was in a contract year. Did you know this, Ty? Did you know the story about Hugh, Hugh Darvish when he went up? He was in a contract year. And his agent, since this whole thing came out, his agent said it, it, cost, it cost Darvish millions, millions of dollars. Because of his uh, postseason performance against the Astros, so um, yeah, I, I mean, it, it definitely, uh, it, it definitely, it, it affected a number of players in a number of ways. Let's go to Rob and Wayne. Rob, you're up. Hey, Anita, how you doing today? Good morning. I wanted, I wanted to mention that the reason Rose should stay suspended for life is the only thing it says in the locker room that you can't do is gamble on baseball. It doesn't say you can't sharpen your spikes. It doesn't say you can't throw a spitter, but it definitely says you can't gamble on baseball. Well, let me, Rob, and let I, me, let me ask you two things and please don't go anywhere. Cause I, this is an interesting, interesting conversation. It's never been suggested or established that any of his actions, Pete Rose gambling influenced the outcome of any game or the performance of any player. Okay, so so I'm just I'm just throwing that out there, food for thought, right? Like he didn't like well, he didn't he didn't bet for him to lose, and then like purposely threw a game that has never been established, and he claims that never happened. You see, the difference between a claim and his behavior has to be speculated upon too. A gambler just doesn't suddenly change a gambling habit. You know, he would gamble on which fly was going to die between two panes of glass. He was, uh, you know, an inveterate gambler. You know, to go to the Black Sox scandal, Buck Weaver was suspended for life, and he only heard about the uh, 
throwing of the series. So once you get into this issue of money, think how many people lost hundreds of millions of dollars on baseball betting because of the Astros activities. I personally think that anyone that knew of the activity should be banned from life, just like the Black Sox were and just like Pete Rose was. Otherwise, you know, I mean, there's no limit on what they can do. You can put an earbud in your ear and somebody can be talking to you from any location in the world and tell you what's going on on the diamond. You know, it's okay to cheat with your eyes and ears. It's not okay to cheat with electronics. Rob, two questions for you before I let you go. Number one, what do you think is what do you think is the worst scandal? Uh, the gambling scandal, the cheating scandal, or the steroid scandal? Number one, and number two, do you honestly feel that that Pete Rose is the only baseball player that's ever gambled? No, no, okay. of course not. Right. But be, you know, but the thing is, we can't judge morality, but we can judge activity. It doesn't say you can't gamble on football games. It says you can't gamble on baseball games. And that came about because of the Black Sox scandal. That was completely real. In fact, if, if we didn't have Babe Ruth, baseball may be a dead sport now. You may see people playing it in cow pastures because the public soured so badly after that Black Sox scandal. I think the steroid scandal, it's sort of like the EPO scandal in cycling. If you don't strictly enforce something and ban it, like right from Jump Street, and you let it continue when you have knowledge of it, uh, it's hard to stop. In cycling, they just ban guys. They ban them for a year, three years, for life. I mean, they took all of Lance Armstrong. This is amazing to me. They took all of Lance Armstrong's tainted victories in the tour and other tours away from him. They should pull the Astros title. They should say there is no title that year. There was no ni- uh, title in 94 with the strike. And if they find out that uh, that Boston was involved in the same thing, they should pull their title as well. That's how you send a message to the players. The players aren't getting punished at all. It's 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 really interesting, especially again, Rob. Thank you for the phone call. I really appreciate it. Um, and uh, with with new reports this week, by the way, if you haven't heard, uh, you know how this how this all kind of was created um, was an intern uh, went to the front office and said, "Hey, listen, I've I've got a system here that electronic sign stealing." system and they called it codebreaker and apparently uh, the wall street journal this week their their article if you haven't read it is reporting that there are a lot of a lot more higher ups that were in the know um than than what's been originally reported or acknowledged let's go to bill in queens bill you're up good morning thanks for taking my call just listening to this last call and he says that pete rose should banned for life and he said the only rule that says don't bet on baseball and he see reference there's no rules for using spitballs or uh, sharpening cleats. I don't know about a rule for sharpening cleats. There are rules for altering a baseball. And these Houston Astros, after that whole eyewatch thing, were told to stop. You had their, uh, and I forgot, the, he was on, he just came out the other day in his first press conference. I forgot the gentleman's name. And he's the one who said he took a bat to the TV. They knew about this, and they continued on, and it continued on. People, should people have done more? But to, to think that Pete Rose should be banned for life is absurd. Like you just said, you Darvish lost millions of dollars because of this. And how many other people were, were let go, managers, players, not renewed contracts? Pete Rose, there's nothing that says that anything he did affected anybody else other than his own bottom line in terms of winning or losing. So I, I don't see how it's, it's not lifted for Pete Rose. And, and, you know, the guy bet on baseball. You, you think that he's the only guy betting on, betting on sports? Absolutely not. And, and you're living under a rock. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Bill. Great call. Solid call. 800-919-3776. You want to chime in. Now's the time to do so. Um, a pretty interesting article. And, uh, and Pete Rose reaching out to Major League Baseball saying, hey, look what's going on with the, with the Houston Astros. If you're not going to punish them to the full extent of the law and kick those players who participated in this cheating scandal out of baseball, why, why are you holding me back? You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Christine Lisi at this hour with the Super Bowl in the rearview mirror. The NFL is getting ready for an offseason like no other in terms of unsigned big-name quarterbacks. The main question involving 42-year-old Tom Brady set to be a free agent for the first time in his career in March. Will he return to the Patriots or play elsewhere? There's also uncertainty about Drew Brees and whether he'll be back with the Saints or retire. Brees' decision certainly will have a domino effect in the Big Easy and beyond, explains ESPN NFL insider Dan Graziano. New Orleans could turn to its backup quarterback of the last two years, Teddy Bridgewater, who played very well while Brees was hurt this year and is going to be looking for a starting job somewhere. If Brees comes back and that job's not available in New Orleans, could he be Gruden's guy in Las Vegas? Could he be the answer for the L.A. Chargers with Anthony Lynn looking for a more mobile solution at quarterback than Philip Rivers? NBA Celtics expect to have Gordon Hayward back for today's matinee against the Thunder. He missed the last game with a sore foot. Both Boston and Oklahoma City 9-1 and in their last 10 games. Point guard Trey Young sidelined the last game with an ankle injury, likely back for the Hawks against the Knicks tonight. New York, by the way, is seeking a fifth straight win. ESPN's Andrew Lopez has reporting Pelicans rookie Zion Williamson and small forward Brandon Ingram both expected to return from ankle sprains on Tuesday versus the Blazers. The XFL's opening weekend of this 2020 season continues with two games today. That includes Dallas hosting St. Louis 5 Eastern on ESPN TV. Still looking for a Valentine's Day gift? Gift a half-carat total weight diamond heart pendant in your choice of yellow, white, or rose gold. Now, only $299.99 at Hellsberg Diamonds. That's a $400 savings, and that's how you bring home a W. Your city, your teams, your station. This is 98.7 ESPN, WEPN-FM, New York. This is click, 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 or don't. Very simply, here's the headline. Are you interested in clicking or not? It's just that simple. Um, We're bringing this back. It was on the shelf through football season, and uh, now we're not in football season. So let's have some fun with click or don't click. It's just kind of a fun way that we talk about some of the topics out there in our wide, wide world of sport that is trending. And so Nikki and Ty producing the show today, and they uh, are all over a, a number of websites. And so what they do is they will tee up um, a headline, and I will let them know if I have any interest in clicking or not. If I say click, then they – dive into the news story and we discuss it and so let's have some fun for the next 15 minutes ty you want to kick us off all right how a lakers photographer Mm -hmm. captured lebron in the perfect moment um and i know what you're talking about you're talking about that uh the dunk the the photograph of the dunk very like very similar to kobe's dunk kobe's dunk so yeah i mean i'm this this is 
I, th- I think it's awesome. I saw the photograph, so yes, I would click that. So it's actually a, a pretty good story about Andrew Bernstein, who is a longtime Lakers photographer, uh, who got a lot of traction on this photo. And obviously, it's you know it, it's a fantastic one. If you go to NBA's Instagram, LeBron's Instagram, it's phenomenal. Like you see the the Rockets in the background, you see the jerseys. Uh, of the Lakers retired players hanging in the rafters. It, it's a, it's an incredible photo. And he says that he's been doing this for decades, and this is probably the one that garnered the most attention. So really good moment for, obviously, LeBron, but also for the photographer. Awesome. And again, we talked about it yesterday. A uh, report uh, came out on Friday. Uh, more details in regard to to the crash and uh, and what happened, and um, also mark your calendars on February twenty fourth. Which what day is that? That is a Monday on February twenty fourth. Um, it will be the memorial for both Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gianna. Um, February the second month of the year, she wore the number two, and the twenty fourth, of course, that's the number that Kobe wore. That's why. Um, the family chose February 24th, and it will be at Staples. So just uh, keep that in mind. Nikki? Okay, so my headline is, it's time for John Jones to move up to heavyweight. Um, yeah, I, I don't think I'm, like, I'm not really big into, into UFC. I know UFC 247 last night, John Jones. Actually, you know what? I'm surprised that it went the distance and it was a unanimous decision. So you know what? Yes, I actually, I'm surprised with the outcome yesterday. So I will click this. I'm curious. Okay, so basically this article is all about saying how after 12 years in the sport, John Jones has really done everything that he needs to do to prove that he'll be remembered as essentially history's gold standard among the light heavyweights. Um, so everyone in his weight class of the 205 pounders, and it's time for him to move on to quite literally bigger things so it's time for him to move on to heavyweight and says he, this opinion article and and he said from what i understand um because i, I did uh, prior to the show i, I did um I, I wanted to kind of dive in well let me rewind number one the opponent that john jones faced yesterday dominic reyes um was really intriguing if you don't know his story a football player at stony brook and a really good football player, apparently some of the coaches at Stony Brook said they've never coached a defensive player that hit as hard as Reyes um, and tried to get into the NFL, couldn't make a team, and then became an IT guy. So so for years, like what he did for a living is he, cre- he developed um, websites but had this dream of being a, a fighter, a UFC MMA fighter. And and now you're and then and then you last night he's fighting arguably one of the best in the world. Like so I, I was intrigued by this fight just because of uh, the opponent's storyline. And so I followed up today and apparently uh, Jones is saying, yeah, maybe it is time. Maybe it is time. I do. I, I do enter into that heavyweight realm. Yeah. He, his exact words when he was asked about it was there's a really good chance. Right. So it is definitely something he's been considering for a while now. Um, Ty? All right, I've got a feeling you have no interest at all in this story. So then why are you teeing it up for me? Cowboys trading Dak Prescott and oh, signing Patriots yes. quarterback Tom Brady. Click that bad boy right I now. I didn't even finish the headline and you're already oh. clicking it. So apparently Michael Irvin goes on WEEI mm-hmm. on Friday and intimates that there is a uh, possibility the Cowboys could have a new quarterback next year. And a direct quote from this interview is, I am telling you right now at the Super Bowl in Miami, and I imagine... Uh, Michael Irvin's profusely sweating as he's saying this. Some very <laughs> significant people that I had conversations mm-hmm. with 
leaning in that same direction. It was shocking. I had a vodka cranberry in my hand when they said it to me. I put the drink down and said, let's talk a little bit more about this. And what they were talking about is, as I said, uh, the Cowboys possibly moving on from Dak Prescott in favor of quarterback Tom Brady, which is fascinating. It, it is very fascinating. And, and this is, uh, and, and just to kind of give you a timeline, uh, like mid-March, I want to say, was it March 11th, March 12th, something like that? That's when free agency starts. So what, what, what has become really interesting is the NFL combine, and I'll be down there in Indianapolis that week. The, the, the combine typically is for, you know, all these, college players that go there and, you know, run fast and lift weights and do all the stuff to try to uh, have a better spot in the draft. But what the combine really has become is you've got owners and executives and agents there. And the combine now has become really uh, all about free agency because you've got so many meetings that are taking place down there because everybody is in Indianapolis. And so, Attending the NFL Combine is more than just the NFL Draft. It's 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 all the storylines and, and and all the rumors and all that that's being leaked and discussed heading into free agency. So I just I share that with you just to say this is not the first you're going to hear. The biggest storyline heading into free agency is Tom Brady and where he's going to go. And Ty, you and, and Kyrie produced the show yesterday. We had this discussion. You both feel that he's going to stay in New England. I do not. I, 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 I am more on the side that Tom Brady is going to play somewhere else other than New England next season. And I've been saying the Tennessee Titans for two months now. But this story is very interesting because a few things. Number one, it's evident that the Dallas Cowboys are not committed to Dak Prescott because they have not given him a long-term deal yet. That's number one. Number two, um, Dak has said that if he is tagged, he's not going to show up to training camp. Okay, it's one thing for a defensive end to not show up to training camp. It's another thing for Ezekiel Elliott and a running back not to show up to training camp. But for your quarterback, your starting quarterback, to not attend OTAs and not attend training camp, that's de- that's that's bad. That's just really bad. And knowing Jerry Jones, boy, like would he not love in 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 Dallas, Texas, to have Tom Brady? As his starting quarterback, so, and 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 I I do believe if 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 Michael Irvin is reporting this, I could imagine he's at Super Bowl and and he's having a a cocktail with some people in the know. This would not surprise me. So I, I don't think this is a story to brush off. I don't think this is something to be like, no, no, never. I, I think the story has legs, and and all the people involved. It would not surprise me. So you are a gambling lady. Mm-hmm. If you had to put all your money on one of these things happening, okay, which would it be? The starting quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys next year, Dak Prescott, is A. Starting quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys next year, Tom Brady is B. So where would I put my money? Yep. Um, I would <laughs> – well, well, again, first of all, I still think Tom's going to Tennessee. So – um, you, I think you got. I think you got to throw in Tennessee. Here, here are the landing places for Tom Brady. Let's go one step further, okay? Here are the landing places for Tom Brady: Dallas, that we're talking about right now; Tennessee, Mike Vrabel, former teammate, head coach; Oakland. There's some talk and speculation that uh, Gruden is just done with Derek Carr and he wants Tom Brady. So the Las Vegas Raiders, um, the Los Angeles Chargers. They obviously have moved on from Philip Rivers, and there's been a lot of talk and speculation that he might go there. 
um, or, or returning and going back to the Patriots. So out of those five scenarios – oh, and Indianapolis, by the way. Indianapolis not sold on Jacoby Brissett. So there's a chance that he could go to Indianapolis. So out of those six choices, I would probably put money – I would probably put more – a large amount of money on the Tennessee Titans and I would probably put a little bit of coin on the Dallas Cowboys. That's probably what I would do. That's probably what I would do. Um, but this is this is this is really really, and and let me say, Jets fans, you have to be thrilled with the story. You have to be thrilled because you want Tom Brady out of the AFC East. Goodbye, Nikki. What you got? My article is why Tua Tagovailoa to the Dolphins is a perfect fit for both sides. Hmm. Interesting. Because I think I really I think Herbert. I think Herbert is the better second quarterback to be drafted. We're all anticipating Joe Burrow to go to Cincinnati Bengals at one, right? So who's going to be the number two? Um, Could it be Tua? Possibly. I think Herbert is the better quarterback. But yeah, so I I will click that. Okay. So they say that it's uh, good because Miami needs a franchise-changing quarterback and a leader to guide it from a rebuilding team to an actual contender. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and Tagovailoa could use a team that is willing to be patient with him as he rehabs his hip injury. Plus a combination of a stable organization led by owner and an energetic young coach like Brian Flores would put the 21-year-old in the best position to succeed. Interesting. Um, yeah, I, I mean, listen, uh, this this is an exciting year for quarterbacks coming out. Again, everybody's anticipating the Society Bengals to draft Joe Burrow at one. I think Tua and Herbert all go. I think all three of those quarterbacks go in the first round. Um, and it'll be interesting to see, does Herbert go before Tua? Ty, you got one more for us? All right. Last one from your favorite association. What is that? The National Basketball oh, Association. The Association. The Association. The Association. Assessing the top contenders post-NBA trade deadline. Yeah, you know what? I, I will click this because I'm curious. I, I know there's been a lot of talk about small ball and what the Houston Rockets have done and um, if, if they have a legit chance now playing small ball in the second half of the season. So, yeah, I, I will click this. If I asked you who was the front runner coming out of the Eastern Conference, who would you say? The front runner coming out of the Eastern Conference? Um, well, we talked about it yesterday. So the Bucks obviously yep. – um, have have the best record, forty five and seven, but the Toronto Raptors. Um, They've won fourteen in a row. Yes, but right now you're you're correct, and it has to be the Bucks with uh, reigning MVP Giannis Antetokounmpo. Right. So this article does start with the Bucks as uh, the front runners and coming out of the Western Conference because of the trade, or you know by virtue of them being the favorites coming into the season. They go with the L.A. Clippers, who just acquired Marcus Morris, followed by. My Los Angeles Lakers. So Bucks, Clippers, Lakers are the front runners post NBA trade deadline. Let me ask you this: since you're a Lakers fan, uh, do you feel that the Lakers did enough be- by the trade deadline to to really solidify? Uh- well, they didn't do anything at the trade deadline, but what they're going to be um, in the process of working out is, you know, Darren Collison, who formerly retired but now is looking to make a comeback to the league. Looks like they're going to work out J.R. Smith. So there are still some moves to be made post-trade deadline. Uh, but they're a team that as— They didn't, they didn't do anything. They didn't not—they didn't— No. Nothing. As presently constructed, though, they can win a championship. They were battling with the Clippers uh, for Marcus Morris. 
the Lakers did not want to give up Kyle Kuzma. It looks like the Knicks wanted Kuzma and or Danny Green. Lakers weren't willing to do that. But as presently constructed, they can win a championship. Got to test the buyout market and see who you can get uh, to add to this roster because there are some holes that need to be filled. Um, interesting little stat for you uh, since you're such a big Lakers fan. And they are playing today, right? They're playing um, – who are the Lakers playing again? Hold on a second. Um, they're playing tomorrow night. They just played last night. They played the Warriors last night. That's right. They're playing tomorrow night. Who are they playing again? Hold on. I was looking at their the Suns. The Suns. There you go. Um, so in, in, in the history of LeBron James's career, he's never had more than 10 triple doubles before the All-Star break. And he's at 11 right now. So he, so this season, more than ever, He's had more triple doubles pre All Star break than ever before, and there is uh, each and every game. Uh, there's a bet out there, and it usually sits at like plus two fifty that LeBron James is going to have a triple double. I do believe is it, so. Is this it, is tonight? Or is, is this the last games before the All Star break? How many more games do they have? They'll play tonight. Oh, I'm sorry. They'll play tomorrow night and Wednesday. So they'll play tomorrow night and Wednesday. So two more games left. I do believe that that LeBron James gets another triple double in one of these two games. So, just FYI, uh just if it's out there, this is this has obviously been a fantastic season for LeBron James and uh year 17 showing no signs of slowing down. It's unbelievable, right? He's incredible and he's your favorite player so you get to enjoy it. Who's favorite player? Yours. <laughs> You're funny. Um so it's just it's 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 a good it's it's a bet that I like. Um, so the next two games, uh, tomorrow on Monday ten ten thirty, they the Lakers are at home against the Suns, and then they play again on Wednesday. Um, you could bet that LeBron James will get another triple double before the All Star break. And I'm looking here to see who they play. And Nuggets. They're, they're in they're in Denver, they're in Denver on, Wednesday. on Wednesday. A tough game on Wednesday night. They're in Denver. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.